Trigger warning! This episode's content may not be suitable to all audiences. Listeners, discretion is advised. Pasok na sa Quarto Chronicles, mga kwentong di komportableng pag-usapan o mga storyang di naiintindihan, tabu topics, sex, relasyon, at everything in between. Halika, welcome ka sa silid ng malayang usapan. My name is Z and I am R and, and this, this is Quarto Chronicles. R, na- <laughs> nasa na na tayo? Nasa me? May. Which is the one of the hottest months of of the Philippines so talagang kickstart na kickstart na yung summer actually last March or April pa and one one important part or one fun part of summer is really to travel and mm. do storytelling actually as part of tra- traveling alam ko na banggit natin sa solo traveling before but being able to immerse into the different cultures no and stories of different people and even of different communities yes. maganda sa Pilipinas is ang dami-dami nating mga kwento i guess it's it's also driven by one we're an archipelago so ang daming iba-ibang mga oral histories uh, narratives ng bawat uh, community natin as the as we as it represents our realities no and and day to day living so mm-hmm. this evening we have a special guest who yes. will, uh, uh, who will talk will help us you know talk about the different narratives especially when it comes to the lgbtq plus oral history or mythologies and pre-colonial history now so you mind introducing our guest our... yes yes i i i i would mind or i don't I mind don't mind depende <laughs> sa yo depende kung minamind mo talaga siya <laughs> ayun para hindi kasi nung 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 pinag-uusapan nga natin to di ba parang uh we wanted to tie up our folklore mythology culture sa kwarto do sa character natin and parang there's no other best Uy, there's no other person para uh i-invite na pag-usapan to kung hindi yung kakilala ko din and isa din sa mga uh show na dati ko pa pinapakinggan uh he is the host of Campfire Philippine Campfire. Pero daw very dialogue of the title. Sorry na po, Philippine Campfire Stories. And sa kanya uh, doon sa show niya, ang dami kong naririnig na mga bago, especially sa folklore. Tapos I love kapag may mga guest siya na who are into this stuff. Stuff who are into these topics na talagang nagsha-share sila ng mga kaalaman nila. And Ayun, I think no further ado. Uh, hi, Camp Pastor Earl. Hi, Earl. Welcome sa hey, kwarto. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, mga kakwarto. <laughs> yes. And thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being with mm. us. So, yun. So, nabanggit nga ni R kanina na bakit nga ba natin pag-uusapan to? And Mm-mm. when we were conceptualizing about the topic, we, well, as we all know, diba, and, and even statistics eh, na the Philippines really has a lot of lgbtq plus um ano bang ano bang magandang term doon para a lot yeah. of discrimination a lot of you know challenges yes. when it comes to that um topic but it's very important to understanding kasi uh, what's our own history or culture about it because that is going to because that's our roots diba mm-hmm. in terms of who we are and it shapes our our identity as part of the LGBTQ plus community and fun fact um 
the country being rich when it comes to oral histories and all. Ang dami rin nating mga um anaming part ng history natin and even um folklores na it revolved around queer ungendered gods and goddesses or Yes. ungendered deities and, and at the same time other other things that are being that are re, that are revised when the Spanish like conquered us and put in you know um religious religious dogma in terms of how of how we perceive our our own country yes and ano important tama fa ma-feature natin yung mga ganito. Because even I myself, nung binuunat, nung pinag-isipan natin to, naging challenge sa akin mag-research kasi parang surprisingly, may mga queer tayong folklore. We know a lot about our folklores, pero when it comes to queer, to gays, mm-hmm. di ba? Parang unlikely and ako, ano? Unbeknownst? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi ko alam na may mga ganitong existence na gamit ko. <laughs> yan. Paninig kami yan. Gawin niyo mga kauli yan. Mabaon mong vocabulary ba eh. Naisip ko lang kaya na pag nagsasalita na ito yung mga gamit ko. Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Ayun, medyo naging challenge din talaga. Plus, part siya ng kultura natin. Huwag natin kalimutan na part siya ng kultura bilang Pilipino. So, ayun. Hi, Earl. Welcome. Ano ba yun? Paulit-ulit ako. Ayun. <laughs> Nasing ka ba? Ayan. Well, kung naman sa lahat, thank you sa um, pag-iimbita sa akin dito sa uh, podcast nyo. So, um, and that's very, uh, I think it's very humbling for um, young people like you na to, uh, well, I I would assume you're younger than me, no? Yay! Na para... <laughs> Masaya akong natawag akong young. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> na ano, na uh, pinag-uusapan yung mga ganito. Kasi syempre sa, uh, tama kayo, um, yung ating uh, folk culture is um, originally very um, inclusive. Yeah. Kahit hindi man nila sinasadya, no? Na ganun yung uh, turing nila sa um pag uh, sabi nating paggalang sa iba-ibang klase ng gender so um ngayon so nung sinend sa akin ni ni R yung mga topics na gusto niyo sanang pag-usapan it's also a challenge kasi i myself i don't consider myself as an expert uh, but i'm very enthusiastic about uh, about Uh, Filipino folk culture and uh, kaya nga doon na rin nag-root yung um, Philippine Camper Stories yung show ko na um, dahil din doon sa pagkagusto ko kasi that's also first of all I was exposed uh, to um, folk uh, folklore and mythology even when I was younger tapos yun na hanggang sa parang na nagustuhan ko na rin siya and yun um Uh, growing older, uh, ayan na, nagiging mas active na ako sa community na nagra-rally to um, pay homage and um, give importance dun sa nakakalimutan nating uh, folk culture. And, and napansin ko rin, I mean, 
Oh, I mean, I'm not as enthusiastic. Ano ba tawag? I'm not as enthusiastic no, ni, ni Sir Earl, who's part of the, who's our guest right now. But I love listening to stories when it comes to our folk history. Actually, iba-ibang folk history. And one thing na, I mean, versus other myth- mythologies na nabasa ko, um, one thing about, one thing that they all have in common are, is that they're reflective of the of the culture and and of the realities of the of the nation or of the country that that holds it and dito sa Pilipinas very tama na walang walang strict promotion when it comes to gender roles na na it's it's not ano lang parang hindi hindi sinasadya na maging ungendered yung mga yung mga personas that we have in our stories and at the same time I think it's also rooted with the beliefs before no now which is animists and and animists really is really looking at beings that share a soul or an importance it doesn't being dictated by the genitalias or your physical appearance but it all roots down it all but every but everything's rooted in terms of the soul and the in the essence of that soul in the in the environment yon yon so, <laughs> so ayun that's true. i that's true true totoo din naman plus sabi ko nga ano yun eh isa siya sa mga yung mga ganitong kwento isa siya sa mga evidence na even before the pre-colonial tulad nung nabanggit ni Z kanina we Filipinos have our we have our own identity na we have our own culture na parang isa tayong ganap na bayan even before uh, the colonial uh, Spanish got na dumating dito sa bansa at binago ang lahat-lahat. So, alam, yung mga gan, eh, eh, parang, parang, whenever I, not just heard stories about uh, our folklore and mythology, pero whenever I go visit the museum, parang yun yung, yun yung, ano, yun yung realization ko every single time na parang, we were so rich even before. Tapos, it's so sad na nalilimutan natin. So, kaya sana babalikan talaga. And, yun, ganyan. Ayun. Actually, ganap naman talaga tayong bansa at kultura before the Spanish. Diba? Just diba? when they colonize us. As a, ano, as a history shit person. <laughs> Gago lang sila to call. Wow, galit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. They, they, parang just... kailangan kang iproseso siya. Diba? <laughs> Oo, oh, eh. Parang, you know, parang they are bullies. Anger management tayong dapat. <laughs> Correct. Parang, ano yan, parang, we are colonized and dictated na no everything that you were practicing before everything that you know before are wrong and they yes. are sinful diba? and, and it's a it's a device of colonization diba? god gold and glory so, wow so, <laughs> but it's true and, yeah yes yes agree naman ako nagwaw lang ako masama bang magwaw charot lang moving anger uh, management issues yeah. kaya uh, <laughs> kaya nga ayan so sige let's start sa mga baon natin, yeah. sa mga na-research natin. <laughs> si, si Sir Earl may unang baon istorya. Uh-huh. Okay, sige. Alright. Um, so, yan. According dun sa research na courtesy of uh, R para sa gabi nito. Um, di ko alam kung gabi kayo nakikinig. <laughs> I just automatically assume na gabi. Gabi, yeah. You know, g- gabi tayo nagre-record. So, So, yeah. Um okay, so yung first um uh story natin for tonight is about um Lakapati and Bathala. Well, I think most of this is Lakapati. 
Nakapati is a um, supposedly a transgendered um, god or deity in the Tagalog mythology. Um, siya ang nagpapatnubay sa um, magandang ani at um, fertilidad uh, sa mga katagalugan. Um, sa Okay, um, <laughs> I think ba- bago ako mag-proceed sa kwento kasi I don't want to like baka may mga nakikinig na may correct tayo. So, first of foremost, um, sa base sa mga nabasa ko, sa mga librong na naungkat ko, nahalungkat ko rather, is um, si Lakapati or Ikapati sa ibang mga kwento ay um, hindi, wala talaga siyang gender. Um, so, what happens is that kaya siya na, natuturingan na parang genderless is that Um, he or she, um, uh, I, I guess a god or a goddess doesn't have any gender nga kasi parang, syempre, they're already outside of the um, cultural dichotomy ng binary yeah. genders, diba? Okay. So parang pwede silang, they're also powerful. Kaya nga nilang gumawa ng mga mundo, kaya nilang gumawa ng mga kung ano-anong mga bagay. So parang sobrang small thing, so small deal na sa kanila ng Um, gender. So, magkaroon ka ng gender. Yeah. Ng mga tao, no? So, parang, kung gusto ko maging lalaki ngayon, I can do it. Parang, ganun yung tingin ko sa mga, uh, sa mga deities natin. Yeah. So, parang, itong sila kapati and, or ikapati ay um, sinasabing sinasamba sila sa mga uh, sa mga katagalugan. Meaning, nasa, mo, mo, mostly nasa Luzon. Um, and then, um, kaya siya nasabing transgendered is because yun nga yung meron siyang kakayahan na mag um, mag-appear as uh, either man looking or female looking male male or female looking um, pero natatandaan siya ng mga tao because uh, as transgendered because yung kanyang um, kakayahan na magbigay uh, ng fertility um, and that is mostly associated with with women ganyan diba parang with women they have um breast mammary glands and they have reproductive system na kayang magdala ng buhay and uh, that is mostly associated to women so kaya yung si Lakapati ay um na natatag as uh, parang deity for transgendered uh uh you know parang uh, meron siyang Uh, dalawang gender or intersex androgynous. Yan. Yung meron din siyang sinasabi ng mga tao na yung in pre-colonial history uh, nag-e-exist siya. Kaso lang, yun nga nung dumating yung mga um, colonizers natin in the 1500s na tabunan na si, syempre parang ayaw nila na merong bidang ibang uh, deity na parang uh, at yung pinasambayan sa mga um, uh, what do you call this in whenever you you're praying for good harvest so syempre bawal yan di ba ang ginawa ng mga uh, colonizers natin is um, they changed uh, the patron saint into a patron saint si mm-hmm. Lakapati ginawa nilang instead of praying to Lakapati you should pray to San Isidro Labrador. So, si San Isidro Labrador 
siya ngayon yung pinag uh, kung na, ano yung sa mga pag uh, piyesta ng kapag ka mga gantong I don't know where, when is the harvest season I kind of forgot but um, sometimes parang mga gantong panahon yun eh pag medyo mainit na parang pwede nang anihin yung mga yung mga palay ganyan yeah. so doon na doon na nagkakaroon ng um, feast si San Isidro Labrador so siya yung parang makikita niya kapag may mga piyesta yung may mga parang mga I don't know parang mga trigo ganun yung yeah, yung mga, palay uh, 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 na palay, uh, yes yes uh. yun yun yung itsurahin ganun hindi ko alam ko anong term doon so please forgive me pero yun siya, ganun, ganun yung story ni Lakapati and for some reason nagstick sa mga tao na um, yun yung uh, siya yung uh, deity for um Inter, being intersex or transgender goddess. Naging inspiration din siya dun sa I'm not sure if um, napansin nyo na yun pero there was a visual art na ginawa yung mga taga Cebu artist na si Narens Botero uh, na Tuzantino Rambotero um, when they had this um, pre-colonial inspired na um, parang photo shoot and exhibit Uh, and they called it Diwata, wherein they um, featured yung mga LGBT-themed na mga gods and goddesses and um, mga characters, like yung mga sila Magindara, yung mga Serena natin, ganyan. Okay. Tapos kasama na doon si um, Lakapati. Lakapati. Yun. Yeah. Ayun. <laughs> yes, eh. <laughs> wala <laughs> hindi, speechless ay, ah, true hindi kasi nang nagre-research ako sa totoong buhay ah, sa, sa totoong nung, nung I think ang tagal na ang tagal nating niluto nitong episode na to kasi ang hirap talaga magre sa totoong buhay kasi minsan ha, ha humanga talaga ako sa mga show na nagre-research pero uh, some of the stories na nung I think kasama siya pag sinerge mo naman sila kapati yung tinutukoy na art ni Earl kanina lalabas din siya agad kapag ginugol mo siya and ayun ano ba ano bang sasabihin ko din <laughs> actually is ano mm. strongly associated sa kwento ni Kapati si Bathala then which is di ba parang before for Bathala and even now di ba parang Bathala although reframed by the Spaniards as God, diba? but before, Filipinos were uh, praising Bathala. And Bathala itself, sabi nga rin ni Earl na, being a God is, is beyond diba? what, what, what humans is, is consider as gender. And Bathala itself is, is an intersex na it means man and woman in one. So imagine, para it's one deity encompassing both mm-hmm. men, ma- both the idea of a man and a woman all combined into one and as if it's not it doesn't really matter for for ano for our pre-colonial history yes yes and ayun uh, very sa totoong boy ah, limited lang din yung not until we're, I'm doing this research hindi ko siya kilala to be honest hindi ko I mean hindi kahit... naman siya yung parang kasing parang di ba parang meron kasi tayong mga iba pang mga Tagalog uh, or yeah. mga Mm-mm. iba pang um, pre-colonial gods na mas kilala like um, Aluncina, yung mga ganun, uh, si Amansinaya. Like yung mga ganyan, minsan napapangalan. Di ba parang may resort pa na Amansinaya or somewhere like a yeah. place in somewhere in Batanga. So, si Ikapati kasi is very 
Um, I guess, ano lang siya, low-key. <laughs> yun, yun lang siya, sorry ko, low-key lang. Or, or siguro bilang ano, uh, bilang bagets, bilang young generations. <laughs> Hindi, pero kasi parang, I grew up na din, yung, when I, yung upbringing ko, nasa, nakaisan ni Sidro, nakaisan ni Sidro na din kami. Uh, like, parang I remember ng time na yun, meron pa kaming, meron pang santo na umiikot-ikot sa bahay just to promote na yung good harvest. I mean, in at harvest, eh, pero parang yung good flow of blessings, quote-unquote. Yun, yun na yung mm-hmm. kinalakihan ko. Kaya, very, again, yung exposure ko sa folklore, very limited. It, yeah, well, I, I guess also... It's not... Sorry. It's I'm not sorry. someone's fault naman eh. Ganun yes. lang talaga yung nangyayari. Kasi mm-hmm. so parang, yun yung, um, yun yung sinabi sa atin na mm-hmm. supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. So talaga nakalimutan na ng mga tao si, si Ikapati. Kaya parang... I guess mm-hmm. that's how it is. Um, and yeah. ito na nga yung rally natin. No? Parang to to help everyone remember kung sino ba yung um, who they used who to they are. worship. Oh, and I guess also what what one good thing that I like about narratives is that it's a power struggle also. It's political. And there's a reason why the likes of Ikapati not being narrated anymore or being omitted in terms of our... In terms of the passing of this story because... First of all, diba? although we know maybe there's a god of 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 harvest, but you won't you won't easily expect na other people will tell to the younger ones na we ikapati is genderless or or they have a they have two sets of genitalia even before even to the current generation nga, having two sets of genitalia uh, hermaphrodite is also is sometimes being a point of ridicule for for other for other generations so there's also that um factor in terms of why some stories are being omitted yes siguro mm-hmm. siguro ang hirap nga na maipaliwanag sa bata na pag kinuwento mo ay kasi wala siyang kasarian so yeah so, and not not just sa mga bata but even in terms of the dominant uh uh-huh. ideology that we have right now diba it's it's being erased also and that's That's also why sabi Anthony Earl, it's very important that we we rally these narratives because they're part of us. They they are part of of our culture and it should not be omitted just because of a more dominant narrative being placed, no? Parang it should not be displaced. And speaking of uh si Bathala then, parang fun fact. Fun fact. Nandoong <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> in the in the Warai society, if If Bathala of the in terms of how he was described by the Tagalogs mm-hmm. na gender ambiguous si Makapatag Malaon which is from the Avari society it's really parang it's very clear na na they they are a they are simultaneously both a man and a woman and how how they describe Uh, makapagmataon is that when it comes to the fearful and distress, destructive aspect, it's the male side, which is makapatag, di ba? Mm-hmm. Which is dominant also in terms of different mythologies that gods are vengeful beings. They are, you know, angry beings. But at the same time, it has the balance of gender and understanding aspect, which is more of the female side of of, makapa, of makapatag malaon, which is more of si malaon naman. So, yon. Mm-hmm. Ayon, so ikaw si anong baon mo naman for today? Yeah, yeah, one story na I think this is very close to my heart is si Lubulan and si Dapa. I'm growing up, I've always loved 
I mean, the moon, no? That's why uh-uh. I always search for stories related to the moon. And um, interestingly, there are a lot of songs and even um, folk uh, folklore chants that are revolving around the moon because it has always been a symbol of mysticism and at the same time, diba paggabi and and even now it it's being romance as well because both the mysticism and romance itself and romance uh itself are both strong attributed in terms of what the moon is and the story of libulan and sidapa go, parang it go like this na parang before like um in in, in filipino folklore there are like yan, like seven uh sons and daughters of of the moon and lahat sila magaganda diba and i guess that's where it also come the why other people are mesmerized by the moon so yon and with that being said naging um parte yung buwan ng history natin as as um as an object of love among different creatures among different deities that includes the gods as well and in different regions of the philippines there are different stories or variations when it comes to the narratives of the moon. But one dominant one was Silibulan and Sisidapa. So among all of the among all of the moon gods, parati silang nililigawan. Deities, mga creature, and and si, um, Sidapa, who is the god of death, uh, and, and he's living in Mount Majaas, araw-araw niya nililigawan yung, yung moon gods. No? And these moon gods represent the different phases of the moon. Marami na captivate, including si Bakunawa, which I guess um one of the more familiar creature when it comes to folk story. Bakunawa sometimes come in the form of a of a serpent or sometimes a dragon. Minsan it's a uh, it's a huge uh, monster with huge mouth that can devour the moon and even to to, to some accounts it can devour the the world as well. Lalo na kapag nagagalit or nagigising siya. Yeah. Oh, and I guess there's this ano rin, na para if you're familiar na sometimes when um the tribes or the villages see Bakunawa almost devouring the moon nag-iingay sila pero pero pinupukpok nila yung mga kawali nila or they're chanting their songs para matakot at wag na magtuloy si Bakunawa so that's a back uh, story about that so ngayon going back to Bulan si Sidapa nililigawan niya to and He was asking the birds, the mermaids, para karanahin, ang yun, sing praises. It was really a romance between the two of them. And he even ordered um the fireflies to light a path towards the moon. And then one evening, when uh, Bulan, uh, finally, the moon god saw it. And Bulan, parang, if I'm not mistaken, he's the youngest or one of the younger siblings, mumaba siya and finally uh, met Alibulan uh, and their romance uh it it blossomed there are times Bakunawa would always try to devour the moon because hindi niya nakuha eh but it it was Alibulan who was always protecting the the moon yeah. and with that love with that love story they both decided as husbands and as husbands yes. in Mount Majaas where uh where Sidapa was living ever since and with that story now si Libulas become a symbol of him as a patron god of homosexuality although before there was no concept of homosexuality because i think later we'll be talking more na 
it's really like the LGBTQ plus uh, community back then has a power, um, has that power in the community before, but there was no, uh, you know, uh, strict standard when it comes to, to that. And related to that as well, to Sidapa, was the story of si Malandok naman. Malandok is the Visayan god of war who also fell in love with the beauty of the of the seven moon. Pero parati siyang although because he's the god of war, he's he's more inclined towards more aggressive ways to to get the moon to catch them. And he was always unse- unsuccessful in ca- in capturing the the moon the moon children. And then eventually si Libulan Came, came down to it and accepted the love of Malandok finally. And we're, when they were about to meet, um, when they were about to meet, si Dapa naman, who's, again, uh, the one that we have mentioned before, the god of death, intervened. He was jealous. He was angry because of this one. And he intercepted what happened. It became a war between these two gods na talagang nagkagulo and then the world were torn, the seas were divided into two, the, the, the earth flambled and it was really a destructive fight. It was like your destructive kind of love for Libulan. But th- those are two accounts about about these gods um, uh, courting Libulan. Of course, again, they are gods. They don't care about human ways of getting your love. They are they are ready to start the war in the name of love. No? Which is, it's, it's a poetic way also in terms of how they were, how how the folk history is also inclined towards uh, towards romance. And a, uh, a fun fact so that Silibulan, he was uh he was able he was he also goes by the name of Bulan and he started a cult in our folk history wherein cross dressing men are you know are are worshipping him. And later yung mga cross-dressing men natin, some of these are like the binukots, which are the boards of beauty in the standards of the community and being secluded at home. They all worship him because they, uh, because it's being linked to the moon and also the, what do you call that? It's like the, the feminine, the femininity of, of, of the spirit back then was closer when it comes to mysticism and also in terms of communicating the gods and goddesses. So, yun. Ang takeaway ko dun ay, ay, ang interesting ng third party. Charot! <laughs> yung love triangle. Pero, sabi mo, it's a poetic way, no? Na parang, hula, kahit pala mga gods, tapos pag nagkagulo, like heaven and like heaven and earth, palaga din yung away. Imagine kung, imagine yung sa isang relationship lang right now, di ba, na tipong may, ay, may ibang gusto, may ibang nagkakagusto, talagang mga away talaga ako, sabunutan levels, ganon. <laughs> yung tipong, ay, babakuran ko talaga to para ako lang magustuhan niya. Yung ganang tip. Ang, ang cool ang ang funny quote unquote yun yeah, and I guess what well, na-observe ko rin na both his story in Lipulan and ni Ikapati is that our folk our ancestors worship the moon worship Ikapati without regard in terms of their gender diba? parang it's really also a way na it, it holds a high standard in terms of the pre-colonial society and people do not really look in terms of what the genitals say. Saka maganda kasi ang buwan. To be fair, uh, there personally may something, lalo na kapag bilog na bilog siya, 
alam mo yun, ang, ang sarap niyang tingnan. And, ang, ang romantic, ganyan. Ako lang ba? Kayo, yeah, ako din. I diba? find I find Moon very enchanting talaga. So, diba? Kaya, pero I, I have, um, I guess I have to share this information. No? So, <laughs> I've been, kasi parang, nung narinig ko yung kwento na yan, yung si Libulan and si Dapa, parang kasi parang, sabi ko, wait, but parang napaka-detailed. And our, our folk, the stories are mostly, um, given to us orally like parang it's Ako, oral tradition ba diba? so parang kwento-kwento lang yan so parang pag ganyan ka detalye yung isang kwento medyo magtataka ka bakit ang daming details may fireflies mm-hmm. merong mga parang iba pa na nasa um, ibang gods ganyan tas iba-ibang culture magkasama so parang sabi ko pat parang although napaka ano ba diba? napakagandang kwento na parang ang sarap paniwalaan. Yeah. So, yung, um, and one of my, parang, steady resources of, uh, of everything around Philippine folklore and mythology is Aswang Project and I'm sure you mm-hmm. have heard of him. Yeah. Um, Jordan Clark is, um, is a good resource. He's been doing, um, parang, kind of, um, studies about, uh, Philippine mythology since the early 2000s. So um he's Canadian um pero ang gan- ang laki kasi ng ginagawa niya sa Philippine mythology so I have high respects for him. Um ganto yung kwento na yan ni Libulanen si Dapa parang medyo ano siya eh, parang BL yung dating <laughs> ganyan yung dating niya diba parang so parang it's too good to be true and uh, some people are questioning the authenticity of this story. And uh, one of um, in 2016, there was um, uh, a story um, released uh, by a comic artist named uh, Kel Molo. Mm-hmm. Um, so don don unang nakita in parang graphic yung story na inilibulan nsi Dapa. Like, so it's fairly recent, de ba? Na parang uh, meron don yung Moon God Boy Moon God na si um, Bulan Libulan. Um, is parang naka nakahiga siya kay uh, god of ano uh, of war uh, oh, na si Sidapa. Uh, si yeah. So ganun so do nagpikin interest yung mga tao na parang uy parang pwede pala yan ganyan. So parang it's more of an artistic uh, rendition din. And then parang sinearch ngayon ni um, ni Aswang Project ni Jordan Clark yung background of the inspiration. And then yun nga parang naging in the duration of the years, they're trying to debunk it na mm. parang, totoo ba to? Ganyan yung story na to? Or is it just a fan fiction? And then, nung 2021, si Kael, uh, out of curiosity, the the main person then na gumawa ng graphic na sinasabi ko, um, asked the question to uh, Rara Bidauri Limoso, which mm. is the uh, project coordinator sa... Uh, yung mga publications na mga epiko ng Panay uh, in Panay University. So, kung saan nandun yung mga story nila, kung saan nasa yung story ni Bulan. Um, and uh, Professor Rara said na wala daw yun sa lahat ng mga researches nila, which is parang kind of, um, you know, telling us na this might be a fan fiction that have overgrown. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, sad to say, parang hindi ko rin siya mapaniwalaan. Although, since hindi lang na- dahil si- sinabi ng isang tao, makes it true, right? Parang, yeah. so, baka naman din na uh, parang it could have been like believed somewhere else, somewhere in time. So, but right now, since the the only expert I know in uh, Panay uh, Epic in the songs of Panay would believe na wala yung wala yung walang katotohanan yung story behind it then i would probably incline to believe her than the than the story itself but that doesn't mean na yung mga artists like Kael Molo or yung mga nasa Wattpad yung mga nagsusulat ng mga stories yung mga nai-inspire gumawa ng mga comics or um poems or songs or movies about it, hindi nila pwedeng gawin yun kasi it's uh, parang artistic preference, di ba? Yeah. Pwede nila lang gawin. It's just that there might, we, we can't claim that it's a true story or it's a true um, may, may historic um, uh, value yung story behind it. Pero it's fun no? may mga ganong ano pero it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> para ang gandang fun. gawing para ang para ang gandang gawing series or something. True, true. There's this ano, story sa province naman namin sa Bicol uh-huh. which is which relates which which involves the moon although walang name yung uh-huh. kung sino man yung deity na nasa but there was this parang um practice that were being done before that kasi pag gabi, 'di ba gabi naglalayag yung mga mangingisda or madaling araw kung saan the only the only means of be of of the sea being illuminated is through the moon so what they do that in kwento ng lola ko was whether lalaki babae they they offer things to the moon so that the moon will be kind for these wayfarers for their, for these seafarers para sa mas maamong ano paglalayag and they believe back then na kung, kung kanino or kung ano yung pinakamagandang offer or kung saan iibig yung buwan sa mga manlalayag ayun eh, yung ibe-bless niya ng good harvest from the sea and yeah. and from that uh, oral story uh, from from sa amin to sa Bicol was the kasi remember ask them so paano paglalaki or paano yung babae yung um, nagustuhan ng buwan and then they just told na it doesn't matter for for the moon because okay. it's it because it's It's really not, para it's not part of the of the narrative anymore. Kumbaga, it's irrelevant. So yeah, so yeah, so I guess that's one beauty also of oral history. I guess na it it changes and some nga can be like a quote unquote fan fiction uh, along the way, no. Pero yeah. it's there's no there's no single point of origin in terms of how it started and how it's being shaped and even outside the story of of Bulan and Sidapa. Okay. So, yeah. Kasi nga kasi nga madalas magiging kwento na lang talaga. I, mean, I think sila na yung mga papasok doon sa mga kwentong bayan kasi wala talaga siyang um written basis na yung tipong published quote unquote, yung tipong scholarly type researched na masasabi natin ay meron talagang kwentong ganto, meron talaga kasi more likely, 'di ba? Given na iba-ibang tribo pa tayo sa Pilipinas, 'di ba? Talagang iba-iba yung point of origin, iba-iba ng paniniwalaan and all. Pero again, it's fun na may mga ganito tayong kwento. 
Diyo. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun and important. Yes, it adds value sa pagiging Pinoy. It adds color sa, you know. Yeah, I so, think it doesn't just add color, but it it shape also, di ba? Yeah, and on that note... Piggybacking on what you said, Z, mm-hmm. um, yung um, sinabi mong parang sa Bicol, uh-uh. um, I once heard of, uh, I once uh, read about um, a similar... I'm not sure if it's the same that what you you were discussing, but um, si sa tag- katagalugan, which is I guess haluna rin dun yung magtagabikol, but definitely might be I might be wrong, but uh, the tag the tagalog goddess of sea, Amanzinaya, would have that particular um that particular um habit ng mga manlalayag or ng mga mandaragat na parang yung first um, shot, uh, first catch of the sea is offered to the to the goddess. So, dun, dun nagsimula yung pasinaya, yung word ng pasinaya. Yeah. Yung, oh, um, <laughs> yung parang iaalay mo yung um, yung catch na yon to the goddess mm-hmm. and then in return, she will um, give you a bountiful harvest from her seed. So, yeah. diba? Today I learned charot. <laughs> Yo. Dapat natin silang lutan sa ano no, sa sa practice of the uh, um, of the yeah. community. Kasi I and I guess hindi lang to sa Filipino folk, but folk in general. Um parang it's one way of our ancestors to to make sense in terms of what they're experiencing or or to have a grasp in terms of their reality that they cannot Checking. explain yet at that mm-hmm. moment. True, true. I agree ako doon. Yeah. So, end na natin. Char! Pero ang sakin, ang baon ko tonight is the Asogs, Bayogs, and Catalonan. Though, these are not kwento, more like, I, I can, this can also be related sa mga babaylan because these are the These are not kwento na. These are people, these are personality na sa lipunang Pilipino before the colon before colonization kasi uh, the asogs or the bayogs are males who happen to have uh, the same reputation or charisma that of their female. Sila yung parang mga male version ng babaylan, sila yung mga uh, priest quote unquote. Pero instead these are male persona pero instead of dressing up priest like or as we know right now na yung tipong panlalaki that they are wearing women's clothes and they have um parang they are treated as a woman so yun yun yan and the uh they are mostly members of the third sex quote unquote and according to the sweet historian Fray Francisco Alsina impotent men deficient in the practice of matrimony who considered themselves more like women than men in their manner of living yun yung sabi about the asogs or the bayogs and Sadly, fast forward when the Spaniards came or the Spaniards came strictly regulated and labeled the natives the sex the normal sexual practices since so dito na pumasok yung notions of being gay and as we know right now and then the natives had always viewed masturbation as a routine and according to Quintos what comes out of its significance of Sorry. What comes out of it signifies the peak of ecstasy and gives meaning to the one's personality. So, medyo dito na nag-start ma-vilify 
or sumama yung tingin because they have to look down, they have to bring down this persona kasi sila yung medyo before, di ba? Sila yung mga may person of leadership. They, they have the most influence when it comes to um the lipunan with the society, with the locals, with the community. Sila yung may malalakas na influence and they have to bring this this down para mas mas magtagumpay sila in terms of you know, conquering quote unquote. And Ayun, during this era, a term that characterizes someone with a high stature or the asogs or the um sorry ano nga yan, are the biogs um was downgraded into a term that caused the negative perception of gay men. Dito na nga akin when the colonization, when the colonizing happened, dito na siya pumasok na um they have to bring down the stature of these persons of these people sa society sa community para mas magtagumpay sila so dito uh, part ng research ko parang part, sabi na doon na kaya na associate ng term na asogs and bags and eventually the biogs coined the term biots which right now means bakla and then the asogs was eventually translated to the term tomboy because you know And yun. And the same goes with the babaylans. The babaylans naman, these are the natural born women na, uh, as we know, uh, this is very popular naman and how it was related to witchcraft na pinasama din nila then they have to um, equate it to uh, sins with evilness and all na parang kasalanan and all. So, Ayun, yun, yun lang yung baon ko today. Again, I have a very limited exposure when it comes to folklore. So, yun yung sa akin, the Asogs, Biogs, and the Babaylands, which are eventually, um, these are people practicing, quote-unquote, cross-dressing, even way before Spaniards came, pero eventually, naging, naging negative na yung connotation because of how the colonized the colonizers came at the scene and you know changed our perception changed the perception of the community about them so yun very short and sweet yeah. and sweet <laughs> of course uh, short and sweet ako talaga yun as a person as a person as a person <laughs> char yeah ah, sorry sir um okay so For me, uh, very good good research mo, Ar. Napaka-succinct ng mga um, binigay mong mga information. Pero, um, yeah, nag-exist talaga sila. Merong mga written accounts about mm-hmm. um, na pinag-aralan ng mga eksperto na talagang nung, nung araw, um, uh, the Babaylands or the Catalonians in uh, the Tagalog um, have distinct... Um, Uh, position in the society na talagang okay. sila yung nagbibigay din ng direksyon kung saan pupunta yung um, in the mystic side of life. Like, yes. yung mga bagay na hindi madadaan sa lakas. So, parang yung power struggle, uh, there, there was no power struggle. There, like, parang merong balance between yung datu and then yung babaylan. So, parang yung datu is like yung kapitan and then yung babaylan is kind of like I don't know, parang 
ano siya, a spiritual guy. Yes. Oh. Ay, parang ang take ko doon, parang nagiging medium sila because, di ba, naniniwala tayo with the, the gods and deities. Tapos parang sila yung nagiging medium kung guided pa ba yung nagiginagawa ng datu. So in a way, parang pag sinabi ng datu na, halimbawa, may policy yung datu. Tapos sinabi, ay, kon- kontra siya doon sa uh, pinaniniwala, uh, doon sa magiging... Kumbaga parang masasaktan ng mga gods and deities natin. So parang, okay, I have to change the policy. Yung ganun yung power and ganun yung influence na meron yeah. sila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, ano rin sila. Parang especially, specific muna sa asogs and biogs. Parang, their testament in terms of how sexually positive, like mm. the, the pre-colonial history as well, na, alam yun, parang, parang, people can cross-dress, people, I mean, although sometimes they're being referred as impotent that they can, uh, that they can, that, but they can practice, you know, um, they can, they can sleep with both, with either men and women. But, but imagine how it was being that, that uh, gender positive as well. And even in terms of the practices, if I remember, I was able to read before the Sankri, if, if, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Sankri is like, the, it's like, as a sex toy na na people are putting in their in their in their penis and then they parang it's it's consists of thorns and other other things that would be very painful and then the more then then they syempre papasok na yung penis sa vagina or sa anus and the more it will bleed the more the affection quote unquote affection was before back then So ayun. So parang it was it was that positive as well. That's why when the and and interestingly when the Spaniards came in all, almost all of the practice of the of the um community before was was demonized. Mm. And and by demonized parang hindi maliyan, mali yung ginagawa mo. So much sex is different. Cross-dressing becomes a, a form of ridicule. And also it was one way of reclaiming power because as we lead towards the the babaylands which is in the balance for the datory like the seer or the oracle no para since they are authoritative figure in the in the community so they are the ones that should be you know extinguished first for the spaniards to to be to have a control in terms of the ideology of that specific of the communities uh back then Yes, and to be ano din naman, parang ang dala-dala din naman kasi nila nun, when they came is religion din, yung naging basis nila for colonization. So what more, di ba, parang ang kailangan natin unang extinguish talaga is what does the people believed in, di ba, parang who does the people believe to, and yun yung una nating sirain because we are going to intercept that belief at kailangan nating sirain siya para tayo yung paniwalaan nila. So they really demonize, pero parang it could have been, be- parang it could have been better siguro if, Diba yung kung kung hindi na vilify yung cross dressing na imagine diba parang naka cross dress yung lalaki naka or naka cross dress yung babae pero people pay respect with the high regards to this person diba yung ganyan actually even the concept of cross dressing back then was not labeled because it yes, was diba? natural it was deemed normal yeah it's the culture nasira ang kulturang Pilipino <laughs> Then I guess even the the way the the exploration of sexuality back then mm-hmm. was de ba parang it was suppressed and and it was framed as para magkaroon ka ng control sa katawan mo and even to your libido you have to do confessions i confess mo lahat ng masamang ginawa mo which is one smart way for the colonizers to also know ano na ba yung mga 
practice. Ano ba yung mga ginagawa ng community that might go against us? And then that's one way of them to, in terms of getting information. It's like as uh, a solicited intel intel for the, for the colonizers. Alam mo, never kung nakuha yung ganyang take until today. Oo oh, nga, no? Medyo nagsinkin siya sa akin. Oo oh, oh, nga, no? Teka nga. <laughs> hindi, hindi sa akin galing yun. Galing uh, sa mga libro. <laughs> uh, teka nga. <laughs> But again, hindi para question din ang paniniwalaan ko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, yeah. yeah, and it was morbid, ha? The shama, the sorry, the babaylands, the asogs, the bayogs. Hindi lang, hindi lang binabay yung statue nila. Hindi lang, hindi lang ginawang defamatory word na kaya matulad ng bayot, which now holds a negative connotation. But they were, <laughs> they were tortured, they were killed because yes. of of their practices and. the and the reason for killing them was because what they're doing is immoral so does that sound very familiar pero <laughs> <laughs> i wonder like ano lang naman to ba question pero meron pa kayang part sa Pilipinas na may ganito or or talagang totally di ba oh, who knows sa mga kaliblib-liblib-liban i mean sorry for the word liblib pero baka mm. on the ends malay natin pa, i don't know may mga nagpa-practice nag-survive oh. naman yung Um, culture ng babaylanism. So, um, meron, meron pang mga babaylan, meron pang mga katalonan. Here, dito sa California, buhay pa rin yan kasi parang people are now like this particular discussion na parang nag, uh, ano tayo, naghahanap kasi tayo ng connection dun sa yung parang na, na walang part ng ating heritage. No? So, um, ito yung mga parang nakuha pa natin, like in um, practice of babay, babaylan uh, mm. and katalonans, katoorans. Nakuha pa natin ito, natira pa. So, parang, na, kumbaga nakakapit tayo dito kasi ito yung isa sa mga natira bago sinira siya ng, ng um, uh, mga kolon, kolonialismo. Um, and yung sa uh, yung kumbaga parang yung pagkakasira sa mga asog sa mga babaylands is because mm-hmm. of ano na rin uh, dahil patriarchal yung uh, mga nangolonya sa atin so yeah. kumbaga parang yung, yung mga and I think I've seen in your research na parang sinira din yung mga babaylands no? so parang mm-hmm. I once read that na parang yung mga babaylan could be yung mga manananggal actually could be um could be uh, parang a, a work of um how do I say this parang isang devilish work din ng mga yeah. colonials uh, mm-hmm. mga colonizers because um yung babaylan kasi di ba they're, they're mostly women and uh, women have the capacity to give life So yeah. parang yung mga manananggal is parang since uh, they had they had to produce the colonizers had to produce a character that would uh, vilify mga babaylans and since babaylans are also powerful they had to put them down mm-hmm. um that's why they had to make up a character like the manananggal the manananggal as we all know could self segment meaning oh. they could um parang yung upper torso nila could go out and hunt and then it would turn into a monster. And where is the reproductive system uh, in um, a woman's body? Kundi hahatiin mo yung katawan niya which is yung uh, kanyang reproductive system na nasa taas niya ay naging monster. So parang 
um, yung also powerful and benevolent kabailan uh, have been turned into a monster. So, parang ganun, ganun yung sabi nilang mga theory. I haven't found a specific study about it, pero um, it's been going rounds dun sa mga nakikita ko. Alright. And may But I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't seen a, a true man in Angal. So pag nakakita ako, so, pwede ko sila tanungin. Tanungin natin. Nag-interview natin sila. Pero nabasa ko rin na although contrary na the usual image of a bailan before was like the seer or the priestess, they can also choose to become warriors. Or oh. like they can, they can go to war. And and they also hold a high figure when in, when when it comes to warfare and i i forgot where pero a professor in college told us the story of the aswang na na parang before kasi diba uh, the the tribes are fighting the colonizers and there i mean there are tribes who are against the colonizers fighting warring with them and also at the same time there are also tribes that are already you know subscribed Uh, to the colonizers and then the aswangs and the aswangs and the mananangals these are parang they parang nga, parang they turned these warriors who are against the colonizers as monsters and now it's something that should be feared of and that should be killed in an instance because they will just wreck havoc and at the same time pose danger to the to the villagers or the community na ganong shit Mm-hmm. Nice, diba? Diba? Hindi ko din, again, hindi ko din alam. <laughs> Ang dami, personally, nakikinig lang ako sa yung dalawa right now sa mga resources. And no, no, you're things. good. Um, I think opening up a discussion about these things could, you know, and for your listeners, baka maging interesante Interest, sa mga uh, bagay and they could do their own readings. Yeah. And, syempre, tinuturoan naman natin yung mga nakikinig na wag lang basta-basta maniwala sa mga narinig kundi Correct. magbasa, magsaliksik, uh, at magtanong-tanong kung tama ba yung narinig. Uh, yes. Yun. So, para wag lang maniwala sa mga porke sinabi nitong isang to. Ganyan. So, piliin din kung kanina. Correct. I guess one way in terms of, like, I mean, very rich yung ano natin. Yung mga stories dito sa, sa Philippines, our folk history. Although, dahil nga, ang ang form of of narration natin or telling stories really politistic or puro oral history so one way to to get it is to go back to your i mean as simple as going back to your roots asking the diba? community mm-hmm. ano yung mga istorya dito i mean it can be at uh it can be uh, on a surface level at first but if you dig deeper it, you'll you'll get amused in terms of how it was it was being told and how it's all interconnected in terms of the way of living in the different communities. Yeah, and isa din naman yun sa mga ano, naging intention, naging rason kung bakit din natin nabuo yung konsepto ng episode na to na more like, medyo, to be honest, medyo malayo siya sa mga kalat na lagi natin pinag-uusapan and you know, sa mga experiences natin na pag-uusapan. Pero it's a nice way to get in touch with who we are as a Filipino, as, as we are. It, it form parts of our society right now. And, di ba? The LGBT even before exist. We have documents and somehow they have high, they have higher regards even before the colonizers came. So, 
'di ba? Bakit hindi natin ibalik yung ganong respeto para sa lahat? Yan. And yeah, oh, yeah, and, eh, oh, ano, balik lang sa ano, sa myth even the story of the sirenas. Yeah, para it has always been a figure when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community. Na parang pag sirena, it's it's a symbol of, of being part of the community. But even sirens are, although it's part of different mythology around the globe, no? Pero uh-huh. even in the Philippines, parang aside from being destructive sa sea, they, they also, parang it's also being symbolized na even though the upper body is a woman, the lower part is the fish part, diba? So parang it's being symbolized as it's not, it's not definitive in terms of what's in between the legs because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yung mga ganong, ano, yung mga ganong yeah. simple nuances that that um are because they don't have legs <laughs> because they don't have legs correct true hindi lang legs ang basehan char hindi lang ako una sa pagitan ng mga hita ang basehan ganun yeah so, so yun so if, i mean as we end the episode no when it comes to to the queer um queer folklore and pre-colonial history i mean Inyo, why, why do you think it's important to to really have a discussion when it comes to these kinds of topics? So Earl muna, ako pape lang ako ng sagot sa kanya. Let's go, eh, Earl. Talaga ba? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I sa sabi ko lang naman na I, I agree. So sige, sige, go. <laughs> okay, sige. Um, for me, ang ang stand ko sa um, and ever since I started my podcast and my show mm-hmm. and whenever I have these talks or wherever I go discussing about Philippine mythology or folklore is that it's a source of artistic uh, creativity right now. Parang yun na lang naman yung purpose niya, di ba? Parang um, as a nation, it will also be, you know, I, identi- it will be an I, I, uh, additional identity for us. Like mga Pilipino, meron yung mga parang animistic background, mag-iingit ka dyan, mga ganyan. So makakulamin <laughs> ganyan. Aside from that, Aside from that being um, the rich culture uh, na, nandun, na nandun na, ay pwede siyang maging, yun nga, parang source of artistry. Like, mm-hmm. for me, um, for me, my art is telling telling stories. Like, that mm-hmm. I consider my podcast as my art. It's an extension of how I do create something out of the things that I experience, read, or hear about. And um, para, para to um, my, my goal in sharing those stories aside from creating uh, creating them is that um, para makarating siya sa mga sa, sa tenga ng mga taong talaga ding nakakagawa ng uh, ibang klase ng art media like kaya na gumawa ng pelikula kaya na gumawa ng uh, mga kwento, tula, kanta mga figurin, mga kung anong class-klase, di ba? Parang iba-ibang forms of art. And kapag nakarating yun sa kanila, para na ambag mo yun dun sa sa heritage mo na magsusurvive yung mga kwento na yun. Just like what they did nung mm-hmm. nagkaroon tayo ng mga oral traditions. Kaya nakarating din sa akin yun. So parang it's me it's just giving it back um, dun sa mga susunod pag mga makakarinig. And hopefully they can they can also, you know, um, Uh, continue the cycle. And uh, on top of that, kung titingnan mo na lang din, um, yung, mga, yung mga bansa na nagbibigay ng 
ng prioridad para sa mga kultura nila like for example Korea South, mm-hmm. uh, South Korea in particular na parang nakakagawa sila ng mga magagandang K-dramas or K-pop songs tungkol sa mga um, cultural uh, references nila like uh, yung kanilang mga uh, nine-tailed fox yung mga ganun hindi mm-hmm. ko alam kung nakik- nanonood kayo ng mga K-dramas basta meron sila mga kapag nanonood kayo ng mga K-dramas meron sila mga parang mga alam mong mga uh, pop culture or kahit na parang mga cultural references sa kanilang mga storya. And sana tayo ganun din. Uh, I think nangyayari na yun ngayon like uh, with the recent um, shows like uh, Engantadia, yung mga, ganyan, yung mga diwata, yung mga nandun. Like Maria Clara and Ibarra, andun yung parang historical reference nila. And uh, ano pa, sa channel, sa ABS-CBN, yung I guess yung kay Liza Soberano na parang merong mga bagani yung mga yeah, bagani. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yun, parang I think kung ma- mapagkukunan siya, it's a rich uh, it's a rich resource of um, stories na naghihintay lang para sa mga tao para ma-discover. Ayun, di ba? I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> And to, ano din, to add to what Earl said, as a form of art, di ba? Our oral traditions, our stories, is really a vessel. It's a reflection of, like any other art, it's like a reflection that shapes our version of reality, our perception of ourselves, our representation of ourselves, and even our sense of belongingness to our culture and to different belief system. Na it <clears throat> it empowers the, the voice and the narratives of of today's time. Even though it was told before, it empowers uh, the the voice of today's time and even the generations to come before uh, to come after us and like what and I, I so love this person like what Alice Guillermo said uh in 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 how she defines art like art is a protest it's really a discourse and a counter discourse in terms of what should be the prevailing truth or what should be the prevailing sense of you know of reality among certain groups of people. And us, if we look deeper and know our own narratives, our stories, and these have been, you know, um, present for the longest time, then we will know that we don't, we won't just subscribe to the fact na kaya tayo ganito because we're Catholics or we, because we're a Catholic country or at the same time, kaya tayo ganito because it's it's wrong. Wherein, in fact, it was being practiced and celebrated even in the times before us. So yeah, it's 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 really um a vessel of learning and re-exploring our identities as Filipinos and and in our case um as part of the LGBTQ plus community. So yun, I would ang sasabihin ko lang ay eh, agree tama silang dalawa sumunod tayo. Makinig tayo. Hindi <laughs> pero alam mo parang ever since talaga na I get to nung may very Uh, small exposure ako dyan. Alam mo, ang naisip ko, why are we interested? There are a lot of people interested with Greek mythology when in fact we all, we have our own version. Na if we have, if the, di ba, parang ang interesting lag, parang interesante sa ibang tao, even, even, even sa Pilipino mismo na, na inclined sila with the Greek mythology. When in fact, kapag babalikan natin, Uh, meron din tayong ganong version we really have just to be dis- we really have to rediscover them kasi we parang diba for 300 years we have been colonized and 
cultures like this yung folk yung yung folklore natin yung mythology natin has been buried and some are even vilified so kung babalikan natin sila we have our own version and some is as rich or even richer if i can say diba so dun and going back dun pigibak ako ng contest sinabi ni Earl yeah, we can extend it to arts diba parang we can ex- we can extend it to um something that we can brag about, diba? So, kung nakayang gumawa ng novel out of these Greek gods, so, gawa din tayo ng novel out of our own mythologies. Kanyan. Yan. And I think that's it for this episode today. Thank you so much, Earl, for gracing Thanks, us. Earl. So, wakas natuloy din. <laughs> Ang hirap ng research sa totoong buhay. And credit din, hindi lang ako yung nag-research. Meron din si Zidon. Mostly kinakaisi na yun. And ayun, thank you so much. Anything you want to say, promote your show. Yes. Although parang hindi na kailangan. Parang kami ang kailangang i-promote doon. Char. <laughs> yeah. Ayan, so... Sa lahat ng mga nakikinig ng uh, Quarter Chronicles, you could, if uh, interested kayo sa Philippine mythology, folklore, um, true horror stories, at yes. kung alam nyo pa tungkol sa um, pawirduhan ng mga Pilipino, <laughs> meron tayong <laughs> isa pang uh, podcast. It's called Philippine Camper Stories. I narrate stories dun sa podcast na yun. There are, there are episodes in English. There are episodes in Tagalog. Most, most of them in Tagalog. Um, so, if you want to go and learn more about it or just, you know, put me in the background, and then yun, Philippine Camper Stories everywhere. Just find it. Yes. And oh. I love kapag Santelma episodes. Like, legit. Uh, kahit paunti-unti, <laughs> medyo goosebumps. So, kung interested kayo, <laughs> kung, kung curious kayo kay Santelma Society, go check nyo yun. Check nyo yung show. So, ayan. Thank yes, you so eh. much for having me here. Yes. Very thank you, Earl, for having us. Tonight, no? And also, <laughs> sa mga kakwarto, if you like this episode and you have more stories to tell, diba? from mm-hmm. your from your community, from your province, regions, etc., please share it with us also or share it on your social media so like, we can read it together. And you can share this episode to your friends, family who might be interested. You can follow us at Quarto Pod on Twitter and Quarto Chronicles on Facebook. So, yun, again. I, that's it for tonight thank you everyone thank you Earl thank you so much thank you Earl thank you alright bye thank you for checking in to Quarto Chronicles before checking out please share tonight's episode to your friends and fam don't forget to also hit follow for more kwentuhan see you on fb.com slash Quarto Chronicles and twitter at Quarto Pad Slide into our PMs and DMs and share us your thoughts about tonight's episode. See you next Wednesday, 6pm, dito lang sa ating kwarto, Quarto Chronicles. Quarto Chronicles.